whattimeisitrightnow.com and iTunes all present Son of a Ginger Entertainment Reviews. What is this, a crossover episode? Welcome everyone to Son of a Ginger, where we're talking BoJack Horseman, Season 5. We talked Season 4 in our second episode ever of our first season, and hey, it's the second episode of our second season, so it feels right. It's that time of year. It's fall, y'all. That means BoJack season, and just good TV season. So it was cool to kick off with all of our cavalcade of characters from Season 5, that is BoJack Horseman. I'm here with my co-host, Mason Moreau. What it do? And we're here with our roommate and pal, J.P. Martins. What's up? Who is an avid BoJack Horseman fan. I wouldn't say avid, but a fan. Yeah, I binged it in two days, I think. It was... I didn't sleep. We all know you have a BoJack Horseman shrine in your closet. That's why we asked you to be on the episode. I mean, yeah, the horse mask is a little bit of a shrine. Candles, you know. Horse masks for other things, too. It looks like a Helga's shrine in Hey Arnold, but it's the same thing. It's just a horse instead of a big football head. <laughs> exactly. We hope that we can worship some of our favorite characters, because uh, we got into a lot this season. Mason, do you remember what happened? <laughs> I, I remember every episode like it, it was yesterday that I watched them. Because never... it was yesterday that I watched all, all of them. Did you watch them again? Yes. Because <laughs> it's, yes. it's been about a month for me. But hey, at least we have the internet and IMDb. I'd say what, like what happened this season, uh, we kind of went back to, the, to what we liked and that we talked about that they hoped to get to again. This season's about a project. And then we got back to his new project being Filbert instead of his Oscars. Filbert, yes. The trend has recently been like Bojack is working and he's having experiences working these past few seasons. Like he's been filming Seabiscuit or going on an Oscar campaign or now he's filming a show. Gave us some more structure, I'd say, than last season. I think just general general things I kind of like more about this season is because we were back to him at his job. Yeah, I mean, you can mm-hmm. definitely see his dynamic between him and his, like, co-workers and friends through his work. But at the same time, like, all of them are kind of separated now compared to earlier seasons. Like, earlier seasons, like, he would be working with all his, like, friends, like, Princess Carolyn and Diana and, like, everybody else. So this season, they kind of all separated. Like, Todd, yeah, he's still, like, in a different... He still works for the same company, but at the same time, like, he's in a completely different area. We saw, I think, definitely way more interaction this time, though. By all, from all the characters compared to last well, yeah. season. Every storyline sort of seemed to uh, be connected to the main storyline pretty well. Yeah, and that's something uh, that we didn't get last season. Everyone had a reason to be doing what they were doing. Filbert became a show, and Bojack kind of became more okay, give or take. I would say, like, in the last episode of season four, he definitely... Bojack and Well, at, at the beginning of the season, he seemed better... At least, like, because at the end of season four, he ends up in, like, it's the first time, like, it pans out to him smiling out his house. And it just seems like, wow, everything's going to be okay. Like, can he get any worse? Yeah. Or is he just going to keep getting better? Are we going to see him grow as a person? Yeah. But, and, and season five starts out with, yeah, him appearing to be better. Yeah. He looks like looks like he's okay. As we learned throughout the season, eh, maybe not. Like, well, the biggest thing about season four that brought to season five or that made Bojack seem like a better person was Hollyhock. He was doing everything for someone else, but now that Hollyhock is gone, it doesn't, he has to kind of be on his own. Yeah. And so like he starts acting or I guess that could have led to why he quit or started cutting back on the drinking. 
because he's like, well, I need to do something else to better myself now, maybe. And then, uh, which then ends up manifesting itself in a drug problem because he stops drinking and then he's just like, alcoholism turns into drug addiction. And excellent point, Mason. Uh, but to yeah, just move stuff a little bit forward, uh, they wanted more, I think, to happen behind the scenes of this season. I know uh, the creator, Raphael Bob Waxberg, paid attention, I think, to what was going on in the news with Weinstein mm-hmm. and Spacey and all those folks. And then I think he tried to pay attention to some feedback that he was getting within his own organization of better casting uh, of people. Because, you know, one thing that he gets flack for is having Diane played by a white actress and people necessarily getting riled up, but people are like, okay, well, why'd you have to make that choice? So we get some uh, new characters that show some better representation. We have Stephanie Beatriz playing Gina. And then we, and then we have Hong Chow playing Pickles, uh, Thailand actress from uh, Downsizing and Inherent Vice and some other cool indie fair films. They got better with their representation. I think these were some very unique characters that we got to see. Yeah, I mean, you can come to expect unique characters from BoJack. I feel like they've built this world that's so easy to populate with with new and unique yeah. people. Yeah, and these two new characters were, I think, most important for how they helped and affected some of our main characters. Pickles with Mr. Peanut Butter and then uh, Gina with BoJack of kind of seeing how I guess our two main men in the show, how they both like interact with their relationships. And we can, you know, we can talk more about how the season plays out overall, but and talk more about characters now. Uh, I really loved finally getting into the mind of Mr. Peanut Butter this season. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like he's now he's always been the happy-go-lucky dude and always smiling, always always okay. We finally kind of see what makes him going his cycles how he feels about those cycles as he gets older and him just kind of finally being reflective and, and aware of himself which mm-hmm. i don't think he was before and we're seeing him at the beginning of one of these cycles in terms of his date life mm-hmm. right relationship life right recently divorced starting to date someone again a new person and he's comparing this experience to the past experiences is pretty good and yeah that's the big storyline throughout the season uh for mr peanut butter is him and diane are divorced he's seen what new love brings with pickles well and pickles is annoying as i will say this like in the halloween episode they showed it perfectly like every stage i think like and then at the end of the episode like they even say like diane tells him like he doesn't want an older more mature woman he wants like a kiddish kind of girl i feel like that's where mr peanut butter and like pickles work out really well because Mr. Peanut Butter doesn't want to grow up. He loves parties and stuff like that. And he's getting everything he wanted a girl. He loved, like, Pickles wanted to be at a party. She loved parties while Diane, like, she didn't care for parties and stuff like that. And he finally gets it and notices that's not what he wanted all along. Yeah, like, he finally kind of takes a look in the mirror and realizes what he should be doing and how to just be better about everything. So, yeah, we see that with Mr. Peanut Butter. We see him reflective. Man, we see Princess Carolyn grow as well. What do you like the most about her growth, Mr. Mason? I don't remember what her storyline was. Yeah, here's a quick recap. She pretty much grew up in a poor household, tending to a rich family. Like They lived through the house right next to them, kind of almost like indentured servants in a way. She was um, living with her mom, and her mom was kind of abusive. Not She was trying to get her to not be successful, and she ended up making it to, I forgot what college it was. The mom pretty much said like she couldn't go and hid the fact that she got in. And then, Oh, right. Um, yes, I remember this now. Yeah, Princess Caroline got pregnant and then like when she was like 18 and 
her mom thought it was the best thing ever because she'd marry into a rich family. But all this unfair pressure. Yeah, when she just wanted to be successful on her own, she don't want to. She's a type of woman who's independent, and doesn't want to, you know, like ride on the coattails of someone else. She wants to do it herself, and that's where a lot of her work ethic comes from. I feel like. Yeah, I guess what I liked about this is we had a lot of more character-focused episodes throughout the season instead of like I don't know, like a super A plot, super B plot. Yeah. So in those episodes where it was like mostly mostly Princess Carolyn or mostly Todd, I think we learned about their deepest qualities that we wouldn't normally get. Yeah, I agree. And like the biggest thing kind of going on Princess Carolyn is that um, she's always been work, work, work and never for herself. And then you see that episode when she's trying to adopt some, some kid uh, back in her own hometown. She decides that, no, work is not going to take over my life. I'm going to take care of this. I want to take care of myself and try to get a child. She wants to get a child and stuff like that. So she's actually like taking care of herself first. But then that's where Bojack gets the accident and jumps off the hotel or the building and breaks his leg. And that's where the painkillers start coming in. So the fact, but like you see her growth as being like, you know what, work is work, but I'm doing this for myself. I want to do this for myself. And it's, it's a very big leap in her well-being, I think, is not just being all around work and stuff like that, you know? She's finally kind of started taking care of, like noticing that she needs to take care of herself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Mm-hmm. And Todd. Sex robot. <laughs> that was probably my favorite part of the whole Yeah, that season. was definitely one of the funniest jokes in the whole yeah. uh, episode. The yeah. way he ends... Or the whole season. The way he kills off the sex robot by doing a mice and men kind of thing. He's like, look off into the... Sin- oh what was it? Look off to the distance and like the sex robot's like saying sexual stuff like, oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kills him. I, I couldn't stop laughing. It was great. I love Todd. And yeah, and for recapping context, Todd's big thing was uh, he learns more about his asexuality. But as he does it, forget forget about the serious stuff. As he does it, he uh, becomes the CEO of a company, and then makes a robot, and then makes the robot the CEO of WhatTimeIsRightNow.com. And we get to see Todd's wacky hijinks as executive for another great season of hijinks in general. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of like how they. Uh, extended the Todd scheme to last the whole season this time rather than it be like a contained little plot, that little plan for, for the episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have they done that in Bojack's I in the like past? Episode specific way earlier on when he was trying to make that opera. Yeah. That, I mean, and then with other schemes and bits uh, for season three with the, the whales, the whale Uber, and then all the, the pasta strainers. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. That, that was a good hijink one for the sake of payoff. But like they did that for a couple episodes and then they're like, how are we going to use this? Oh, let's just throw it all at the wall for the last episode. I just love it how he gets rich every time and he doesn't try. And then he somehow like just loses it all. Yeah. Just by being like typical Todd. I mean, I I just love how they just touch on how easy it is to just stumble upon being a star in Hollywood or being good at it just for being lucky. That's, that's Todd. Yeah. No one's ever chosen. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be a doofy kid with a funny face. Todd is definitely the type of person people want to be. Like, even though he like lost all his money and stuff, he's still happy and he somehow succeeds. You know, like, I feel like Todd is like a good. He's a good guy. You know, like he made that sex robot for his friend who he cares about because he doesn't want to have sex, but so he makes that sex robot for her. Like, he's a very generous guy, and he's gonna take care of it in the most Todd way. Oh yeah, possible. Which is always what's been great about Todd is that he finds these ways to fix situations in very, very hilarious manner. I like Todd a lot. It's just because he's always relaxed, go-to guy. You know, like he goes with the flow. You know, we we see that with Todd. 
I think just see him going with the flow and doing hijinks, but still trying to care about himself. We see that most we can talk about just the crazy episodes in here. I think my favorite episode from this season uh, was the third one, where he's he goes home with, with his girlfriend, Yolanda Buenaventura, played by Natalie Morales as Todd's girlfriend. And that was just kooky because it's like they just did the funny thing from cartoons where you just go back and forth each room. You're dressed in something just... Those goofy hijinks from any old thing, like any old animated thing that we would have watched as kids. Yeah, definitely. Like while I was watching it, I could definitely see that song. You know, the song that goes and like people running through the doors, just ridiculous. Kind of remind me like Scooby Doo when they're running through the doors. You know. I mean, yeah. So I thought that was just a kooky like throwback episode, but I mean, there was a lot of other crazy good episodes. Uh, I know you got a couple, JP. Yeah. So definitely my. Favorite, I've kind of noticed the pattern is episode six and eleven every season. I've well, at least the last two seasons I've enjoyed a lot. Um, the biggest thing for six is the monologue. The fact that he you just sat there like watching Bojack talk and talk and talk and not pan to anything other than the very beginning it showed him sitting down waiting for his dad to pick him up at soccer as a kid was amazing. I mean, it's funny. The biggest, the funniest part is the episode before Bojack is reading his script for Philbert and he goes, how are you going to make me do just a monologue scene this long? And then the next episode, they do that. They just do monologues. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And him, which is one of those jokes that kind of can only exist in streaming, mm-hmm. which is why I like that a lot. You know, like it, if you weren't going to watch that episode immediately after, then the joke could potentially be lost on you. Right. Yeah. Which is why Arrested Development worked so well. You know what I mean? And I want to say props to Will Arnett for being so dedicated to playing Bojack. You know what I mean? Will Arnett, yeah. He talks that entire episode. Like, he, we don't hear any other actor. I'll tell you what I think just after that episode. I don't imagine any other actor in that role of Bojack Horseman. Oh, yeah. For sure. It, it is Will Arnett, you know? That's definitely going to be like an Emmy-nominated episode. How do you sit in the booth? And he was probably doing it over and over, probably for hours, like... Being a voice actor, like being a voice actor can be kind of rough because you're not moving around or anything. You're just reading the script and stuff like that. You know, like it's very impressive what he did because he brought a lot of emotion to literally one setting without being there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I thought it was an amazing episode. The whole ICU and him coming to realization that his mom saw the sign. ICU. Sad too because... He never got to make amends with his mom, maybe a little bit on the last episode where he reads to her and she remembers him a little bit, but it just, it just, he'll never get what he wanted is a sorry or I'm proud of you from either of his parents because they're both dead now. One of the reasons why people are a good example of why, or what makes Bojack Horseman so real and why everyone calls it like real, right? Everyone's like, Bojack, it's like a super real show, right? You know, real life is never that poetic. Your mother's last words probably won't be anything that's like super profound, right? Yeah. It's just how the world turns. It was a great episode. And the the ending to it too, him finding out he was in the wrong room and it wasn't his mom. Yeah. Also, the face, the dead face he makes of his mom, I thought was hilarious. I mean, I changed my group me picture to that face just because I loved it. It's great that one kicked off two other great different episodes uh interior sub where it was the arbitrator and the therapist just talking offhand about these characters and then making something up that was funny i that was just a refreshing episode and a great one to follow that especially if you're watching that on streaming you're gonna need something sillier to like just kind of get you out of that dark episode i 
enjoyed it a lot because it was the therapist. Like Bojack is going to the therapist, or Bobo is going to the therapist because he's looking for a best friend, and Diana is going to the therapist. So Diana just leaves, or Diane, not Diana. I keep thinking of the. Well, I guess in this so episode, they yeah, they call yeah. her Diana. Yeah, they call her Princess Diana instead of Diane, so they can have a <laughs> like secret identity kind of thing, you know. Yes. The therapist isn't breaking her contract. I just thought it was funny how Bojack's like following around Diane, trying to talk to her, and then he decides to be best friends with her therapist. Therapist kicks Diane out, and then Bojack's like, "What?" and just leaves. Like it was just ridiculous. You think for a second he's actually going to get help, and he just screws it up again, you know? Yeah. And classic Bojack screwing things up. As he just kind of does in general. So we, and then we see him try to go to therapy and we, you know, we see him talk in a funeral, in a monologue at a funeral. I think we just now got to talk about how well Bojack depicts stuff you don't see on TV every day. You know, and this is streaming TV, so, you know, it's, it's different and cool and crazy. Yeah, I would say, like, nowadays, the, the stigma of mental health and stuff is slowly getting better. And Bojack is, like, definitely one of those TV shows that, kind of show like it's okay like i mean it's not okay what he does as a person because he he's a in reality he's a shitty person all the stuff yeah. he did is really shitty especially yeah when we touch about his actions from season the end of season two with the daughter oh yeah and like it's finally coming to light what he did like and it's eating him away but at the same time like he's not a victim he's a victim to himself but he's not the poor guy here and that's what this whole se- like season is showing is like He's a shitty person. Yeah, he's suffering internally, but that does not like take away from the shitty stuff he's done. He's still a it's, bad person. It's not an excuse at all. Yeah. What people have been seeing this show as is like they're romanticizing like depression, anxiety. Yeah, and people if, when you if you criticize a show for that, then you're not interpreting it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole I feel like the whole season is like, hey, no, don't romanticize this man. He is shitty to where from the beginning of the episode, he goes, don't choke women. And then my one of my favorite episodes this season, episode 11, he chokes Gina, his co-host and lover. Like, yeah. Just because he was on painkillers. He was addicted to painkillers. Yeah. And he he literally didn't even know that he was doing it. He thought he was spinning in and out of, is this the show? Is this real? What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was even a crazy depiction that I don't think... I'm I'm thinking maybe some other shows have done it. We really got in his head, though. And understood his confusion. I was confused for it. Oh, 100%. Like, they've been definitely showing him what goes on his head really well. Like, my favorite episode of the entire series is, like, episode 11 of season, or 6 of season 4. Episode 11 is a, a close first. But it just shows his mind when, like, his anxiety kicking in. And, like, I personally have anxiety. Like, I go through that. And it just kind of spoke to me a lot back then and it just shows like it looks like he's getting better but the thing is if he doesn't get help which he hasn't gotten help at all this season he's just looking for a friend but yeah other than those 10 minutes in that one therapist office yeah yeah, which i was like hell yeah like he's getting help it's now he like towards the end of the season he gets the help diane takes him to get help and that's like you're not going to kick your mental illness by yourself you need help you know and I think it depicted that really well because he's always looking to just vent and then leave. And that's not how it works. Like therapy or medication is really helpful. And I don't know, like I think the show shows it really well. I think it shows also whenever he's tripping or on drugs, like it shows it so well. Like every I noticed every episode 11 of yeah. the series is like a trippy episode. Hmm. And 
this one is no different. It's amazing. We're truly transported into his headspace. Exactly. Yeah. There's and so that was the big thing that I think we just were able to see is I think we've dove into his mind the most this season. They're just so good at just topping each season of how much more we can explore the psyche of Bojack. So I think it's like peeling an onion. There's just layers sure. and layers. It's a Shrek reference. Yeah, it's like peeling an onion. It's like layers and layers of his like personality, of his mind, his suffering, his bad decisions. We see every season show up more and more, and we actually get to know him as a person. Like I feel like I know Bojack more than any other TV show I've seen, just because you actually see what he's thinking. You see his like trying to fix things or trying to make excuses for things he's done, you know, and I don't know, man. I think I know Bear Grylls pretty well. <laughs> he's he's a wild guy. <laughs> All right, so why don't we segue into talking our thoughts on the season overall? Yeah, man. And uh, and you know, sort of where it stands, maybe rank them of all the seasons. Ooh, I like this season more than the previous season. I thought the last season was hit or miss with me. It had very high highs, very low lows. This season was where way more consistent overall. I feel like the the writing was much more focused. Yes. And I liked the payoffs and what they've done to set up everything. I still think season 4 is amazing just cuz like I said like those few episodes it was like you said like it was very high highs. But each episode in this season felt different. It didn't feel like linear. Like there was it was just so different like from Halloween flashbacks to changing characters of how they look yeah. to a whole monologue. Like, I mean, this one had the most standalone episodes, I'd say. 100%. You yeah. know, like, I don't need to remember what happened last week. I'll just be like, oh, what are these characters up to? Oh, now we got an angsty zebra? Okay, sounds good. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh as I watch the edited theme song for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Speaking of edited theme song, just a th- side thing. Um, one of the Black Keys drummers, Uncle, died. Who actually, oh, yeah, he died. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, I think that's Ralph Carney. Ralph yeah. Carney, yeah. So he died, and then the first episode in the intro theme, they actually put his like remembrance and put a picture of it on the TV behind him. He but, played um, saxophone with Tom Waits. Those Carneys are just cool people. Yeah, every time it's, it's just those black kids anyone who is around Tom Waits, it's like, oh yeah, he must be pretty cool. It's a cool guy. I mean, that's that's just a fun like connection, you know? Yeah, man. But yeah, I think overall with this season. I w- like I want to say it's my favorite. I'm just always very positive on these things. I realize uh, I could say it's my favorite because of the those standalone episodes. Like I want to watch one of those now. Like you know, I think the underwater one from like, season three that was like a good standalone episode for the dramatic sense. But we had so many standalone funny ones. Like it's a great one now that, especially now that uh, Comedy Central has the uh, the syndication rights to this, to like just flip on at Comedy Central at 12 a.m. and yeah, then you just see them. Just jumping around for the Halloween thing. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be funny on its own. Yeah, you know? it'd be a, a channel. If you flip it through the channels, it'd make you stop. Yeah, that'd make me stop and be like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. when does when this end? Uh, 6.30? Sounds good. I'm going to be watching this for the next 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. This season, I think, is the most memorable season for each episode. Because you look back at season one, two, and there's some episodes that's kind of merged together. Yeah. It, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, like I said, Season four is just a special place in my heart. Like I said, it, it depicted Hollyhock really well and how Bojack was trying to be a better person for her. And now that she's not there, he's not like he doesn't have that reason as much anymore. And I don't know, like I said, the whole mental health thing, like 
episode six just spoke to me a lot. Like I said, from what people and therapists and psychologists have seen in him, like he has anxiety and depression. It definitely showed anxiety really well. So that, like I said, season five, super memorable. Season four, though, still my favorite just because there were those high highs, like Mason said. Like, yeah. We, yeah, we had some really big highs and lows still this season. Uh, so it was cool to see. Yeah, everything culminated. I just want to keep, I want to get more critical of it, but I knew yeah. I'm gonna, I was going to sit down and enjoy every episode and just be like, cool, I got my BoJack for the day. Great. Awesome. Hell yeah. I'm hoping there's a season six. As of now, uh, when we're recording this in late October, there has not been a season six renewal notice yet. I don't know why they wouldn't bring it back, though. I think they're just waiting on some end of quarter numbers or something, probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. Before they do, yeah. Yeah, so we got our episodes or our season thoughts out of the way pretty quickly then, right? Yeah. So now I think the, uh, you know, before we started recording, JP was talking about some theories. Oh, yes. And uh, I think I think it'd be a good way to close out the episode yeah. for anyone who's listening. Just give the, you can give this theory a good bit of thought after. Some theories uh, of how season this, six is going to go. How season six is going to begin. So let's talk about some theories of the future. JP, yeah. would you get us started? Okay. So the biggest thing with me, I'm an avid Redditor. And I started following our BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. And after every episode, they have an episode discussion. And then they have the season five discussion, a whole thread on that. So it was great reading everybody's theories. But the biggest theory that stuck out to me, because with BoJack Horseman, they're very consistent. They do these small things for a reason. It's like everything connects. Like from that little, I'm not going to do a monologue that long to next episode yeah. doing a monologue. Like if you watch the, the, the season five episodes, where it's Bobo the angsty zebra, you notice that Diane is actually Princess Diana of Wales. And the biggest thing is, also another pattern in the series is whenever there's like new life or new beginnings or ending of something, they show like light in the in the new season. It's very yeah. small, but you can pick it up. Mm. Well, someone said at the end of the episode of the last episode of the season, Diane is driving through a tunnel. And in history, Princess Diana got in a car crash in a tunnel and died. Uh, and and another thing is, oh my Diane snuffed out her cigarette with her boot. Like it, it pans into that specific moment as Bojack goes into rehab. Theory is either A, she's going to die, or B, she's going to be in a coma, or C, she's going to be like just injured like crazy. Oh my she's gosh. Very hurt. And now that Bojack is getting help, hopefully he'll come out as a better person and not have to lean on Diane like he used to. Because if she's gone, you're going to see a very bad Bojack if he's not in a good place. But that's the, I wonder what that would mean for Bojack if, even if he gets out all successful, I mean, he'd, he'd be very tender leaving that place. And then he finds out that his best friend, former love interest, dead. And the thing is, I don't, did she even say they weren't friends anymore? Like, she said something along the lines like, I help my friends or something like that. Like, cause she she brought back an old roommate or something like that. Yeah. But it, you know, they're not best friends. She doesn't want to be best friends with him. It seems like, and the way it just ended, like she's like, "I'll help you, but you got to get better." And then the whole theory of because like when she's going in the tunnel, there's a huge ray of sunlight. It kind of pans to, and then it's just it ends with her going in the tunnel. It's just that like an eagle's eye view of her going in the tunnel, and that's like I said how. Princess Diana of Wales died. That is a crazy theory. It's wild. I don't want to see happen because I love 
Allison Brie and everything that she does. So I agree. That, that just makes me yeah, sad. Yeah, I wouldn't want her to leave the show. Yeah. See, I mean, I know we could see her on Glow, but still. Yeah, I could see them like putting her in a coma for a few episodes or in a hospital, like hospitalized in a like induced coma. But it's the theory is just wild. That is very wild, and now I'm uneasy. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to. I don't even know what to predict for season six now. Uh, after right. hearing that, yeah, I don't either. But I don't necessarily buy the De- Princess Diana theory. I mean, they're so they're so consistent with everything. Why would they pick Princess Diana and then show that tunnel, that eagle's eye view? Since Todd was a was a hand faced person in that one little recap episode, he's going to get slapped in the face in season six. There you go. That's my prediction. I, you know what I mean? Like the. And will Bojack be a referee since he was a zebra? Yeah, they don't connect everything. I know, but there are like that's one that they could though. Bojack seasons always end with some sort of like person driving off into the distance. Uh, you know, some yeah, some some sort of like Mm -hmm. redemptive moment or contemplative character going on. You know what I mean? It's it's characteristic of the show. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have to have a, a an underlying meaning because it's. It's like the formula for a season of the show. Yeah, every yeah, that's the thing. Every time it ends, it's a oh yeah yeah. I agree, but I I think it's a pretty interesting theory to say the least. Like I think it's going to happen. It's definitely up to the writers. They know, of course, more than we do. But yeah, it was a great ending. It was a great season. I can't wait for season six. Another year to just binge watch it all in a day and a half. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll have a lot to think about for. I guess ten more months if oh, everything yeah. goes on back on schedule of yeah. same thing it releases again first couple of weeks in September of twenty nineteen. We hope, fingers crossed. Well with that, with uh what time is it right now dot com, I think it's uh time to end things. Yeah, what time is it right now? Time to end the show. Time to end the show. End the show. Yeah. So before we go, Mason, how do the listeners listen to things? Uh, you can find it on anywhere co- podcasts are currently available, and you can also check us out on sonofvirginia.buzzsprout.com. Woo! Spotify, iTunes, other things. Uh, we are on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts. And hopefully soon, what time is it right now.com. And hopefully soon, what, what time is it right now. This, this is all just a pitch to send to them. Yes. Hopefully Todd will get it in the mail. With that, y'all, I'm Patrick Bailey. I'm Mason Moreau. And I'm J.P. Martins. And thank you for taking your time with us.